hello and happy holidays. Appreciate you taking the time to check out interval number three during this time of year. Today I'm going to be talking all about the Letterman's jacket. And I need to start off by saying that this is a super American thing. Maybe like top five most American things. I was in Sweden. I don't know if you guys knew that I was abroad. Yeah, abroad like changes you. An Australian that I had met apparently in her own time with some other non-Americans were discussing what the most American word is. And they came up with the word varsity. Yeah, so I see that. Um, Also a good segue for this show. The other name for the Letterman's jacket is varsity jacket, which I kind of like, gender neutral. So what is a Letterman's jacket? It's a jacket with badges. Your school initials are somewhere on the front chest area. That's the, quote, letter. Your name's on the other side. Graduation year. This is your basic recipe for a Letterman's jacket. There's opportunity for other ingredients and spices, if you will. For example, if you win a championship of some kind, you might have a patch for that, which would be sewed onto the back or the sleeve. If you're in a sport that awards medals, you can have those sewn on the front somewhere. The angle I want to take on this is thinking about the Letterman's jacket as a relic of athletic identity. It is saying, I play, played sports. That is an important fact about me. It is important to understanding me via a wool and leather wearable item. Where did this Letterman's jacket tradition start? Well, we gotta rewind back to the 19th century Northeast. Harvard, 1865. The Crimson's baseball coaches wanted a way of lighting a fire in their guys when they stepped on the field. So I think that they took a page that wasn't too far off from that of the military. I am going to weave in some Civil War analysis here, probably because I'm my father's daughter. 1865 is the year that the Civil War ended. And at this time, if you were to ask an average American who might embody the ideals of commitment to a cause, masculinity, physical and psychological strength, it's pretty likely that a soldier is going to be the image they conjure up. The military, of course, loves their badges, their pins, these markers of achievement and honor. The Harvard coaches sewed a big old H on the front of their team sweaters and handed them out. But they came with a few rules. If you had an impactful season, did well on the field, you got to keep your sweater come season end. If it didn't seem like you were committed, you were kind of slacking off, you were on the bench, you would have to return it. Not long after, other little symbols of distinction were added following this same logic of recognizing standouts and motivating the team. Stripes on one sleeve indicated the number of, quote, letters a guy had earned. A captain would get a star. And I won't say the trend spread like wildfire, but slowly, over the decades, other teams and other programs adopted what would soon be called the letterman's jacket, although this time it's still like a pullover cardigan situation. These other teams added their own flair. The letter shifted a bit in its placement on the sweater. In the early 1900s, the sweater gets a makeover and becomes a jacket. 
by the 30s, we're more or less starting to see the letterman's jacket we might think of now. Two materials, leather sleeves with the wool base. I don't know, guys, I don't know the terms. And the proudly displayed letter on the breast pocket side. The traditions behind the jacket also evolved to those that we might be able to recognize more today. Instead of getting letterman attire with the possibility of it being rescinded, which feels kind of mean, um, guys would have to prove their athletic prowess first, then they would get the letter as a standalone badge. So the honor would kind of come with the ability then to buy that jacket and sew that letter on. And this guy was obviously just Mr. Stud. Men would cheer him on everywhere he breathed and girls would faint left and right at his feet. In terms of jock symbolism, the Letterman's jacket experienced its heyday in the 1950s. It's where I like to imagine guys leaning on cars in school parking lots in their Letterman's jackets, flexing the fact that they're on the football team or whatever, and they're giving their Letterman's jacket to their girlfriend as a signal to the whole school that two pretty popular people are together. That's a whole thing. Since then, though, there's really been an interesting shift. The Letterman's jacket has become less of an exclusive dude jock item. The passing of Title IX in 1972 saw women get jackets. The 80s saw it become a part of streetwear. Now banned people get these jackets, or even artists, I read. I'm sure many Ivy League alums would roll over in their grave if they were to know that non-male, regular people have come to don this attire. Still though, the Letterman's jacket is, I think, forever burned into our American collective consciousness as a mostly athlete, mostly guy athlete phenomenon. Just go watch any 80s movie with a jock character. So I think it's hilarious and so telling that a top question that Google fills in for you about Letterman's jackets is, when is it appropriate to wear a Letterman's jacket? Responses include, it is not acceptable to wear a letter jacket in public after September 1st of the year you graduated from high school. Alrighty, here's another one. Between the ages of 20 and 37, it's best not to wear your letter jacket in public other than home games. Someone else said, if you're not a student athlete, you should only really wear it during something like yard work. The message is clear. To wear a letterman's jacket outside of school context when you're no longer a student is like kind of yikes. And it means maybe you haven't moved on from your time in the limelight as an athlete. It means you peaked in high school. It can just be perceived as sad if you wear it. In closing this out, I don't know, I've been thinking about the specialness of the Letterman's jacket and kind of just the broader context in which we understand it. And I'm not going to argue that the Letterman's jacket is the same as any college or high school athlete apparel. It's not. It's unique in the exclusiveness history it holds and that it's not just about being proud of your school, but it's about accomplishment. And I think those two ideas working with each other, especially in this sports realm, make it so we get these more negative messages of someone being cocky or someone being pathetic, etc., if they wear it in certain situations. 
though it is unique, I do think that the Letterman's jacket falls into this larger conversation about the complexities of athletic identity. What's a healthy way to move with that, to discard that? Is it best to bury this jacket deep in the closet? Do you donate it? Or do you acknowledge that it was an important time for you and say, F what people think, I want to wear it? I don't know. I guess I'll just wind down to an end with this. When it comes to a, quote, former identity, there will be times and places where you can let it surface, where giving attention to it is positive or even necessary. But there will be plenty of other moments where it's better to leave it on the coat rack at the door to let other parts of who you are get some playing time. Figuring out the times and places for those decisions is, I guess, all part of moving on and finding joy in the next chapter. That's all I've got for this interval inside the Letterman's Jacket. Thank you for listening. Hope to see you next time. (music) 